welcome to RSF, the Revolutionary Sports Front, your dirty, nasty, and controversial sports talk podcast for all things Detroit sports and sports worldwide. Here are your hosts, Tony, Jody, Frank, and Gerard, four lifelong friends born and raised in South Detroit. Episode 32 of the Revolutionary Sports Front, just after 10 o'clock in the East on Saturday. And what a Saturday it is. We got Michigan, Ohio State coming up at noon, and we're going to bust out a tremendous show before that. Before we get started, because it's been two and a half weeks since we've done our last show, we got a lot to talk about. Before we get started, I want to welcome a special treat because all four of the fellas are in studio today. Joe, to my right, welcome home. Thanks, buddy, man. You know, it's great to be back in Michigan. Uh, what a weekend it, it is to be back. You know, we got a couple Wings games this weekend. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State, the the showdown of the Big Ten uh, going on. I get to watch it with my boys, which is uh, which is pretty special. And then uh, doing the show, of course, um, you know, I, I think I probably sound a lot better in person than it, no. it, you look, you look a lot. You look better. It's oh, nice that we get I to see you. Oh, since no, I like that. I'm not sure the audience figure. knows this, but we only get to, we don't get to see Joe, Joe during the taping. Only Tony does, and he stands over there, sits over there, flicking him off, like lighting lighters at the screen and stuff. We yeah. have no idea what Joe's doing. I mean, I mean, no idea what he's doing in uh, Seattle. I mean, there have been times where I've had to like, you know, you like, I, I had to like what? shit like a like a motherfucker, you know. What I mean, like I had to go, and I'm like, I'm like trying to wave to Tony, wave to Tony, but he's looking at you guys, so I'm like, I can't sure if Tony can see me. And then I'm he'll like, wave back, thinking you're yeah, saying yeah, hi. Yeah, he'll wave back. I'm like, no, no, dude, I gotta go. But you know, Frank's still talking on the show, so I'm like, dude, I, I can't like interrupt him and say, well, hold on, I gotta go run and take a shit, guys. You know what I mean? So well, it's, it's, it's good to be here. I can just get someday, up. someday we'll have Bluetooth headphones that will work for this, and you can. Just actually poop and bring your microphone with you to the toilet, and we can was, just you know singing, get the live play by play. I was thinking someday I'll be able to be like a hologram, like Star Wars, and I'll just sit here in my hologram form, and then you guys will see me walk away, like Tupac at Lollapalooza, well, wherever that was. As yeah. lovely as that all sounds, I say we get started because we got a lot to talk about, boys. All right. So what do you say? That, okay, so there's this we're also up against it. We have an hour and twenty seven minutes to kick off. Okay, so there's this thing called the NFC North. Okay, and it's a division. Dear God, and. uh Two of the teams that are represented on this show happen to be in that said NFC North. So, a lot going on. We just had a game uh, Thanksgiving, which turned out to uh, eventually led to be the showdown, which is the Lions versus the Vikings. Uh, they had already beat them in, within the last 18 days. And the Lions won. Uh, again, in uh, the Lions' dramatic fashion, the Lions won. And that puts them at 7-4. and four. They control the, their own destiny. They're in, uh, two games essentially ahead. The Packers are brutal. Jerry will talk about that a little bit. But basically, yeah, we had a pretty uh, we had a showdown. We had a showdown on Thursday and and we came out on top and it was not pretty, but again, Prater being a, the gangster that he is, he won it with his foot and despite having like what, 30 yards of offense going into that last drive. It was 24. Second, yeah, 24 yards of offense going into that last drive in the fourth quarter of the Lions when it looked like it was no longer possible, they got it done. So who wants to go first? Joe, do you want to talk about that? Or the NFC yeah. North, that's what we're doing here. Yeah, I'll take it first. So the NFC North, uh, what a turn of events. Um, you know, in the beginning of the season, we were talking about how good uh, Minnesota was. right? 5-0. 5-0. Yeah. They, they looked unstoppable with that defense. You know, defense wins championships. Uh, and, and right now, I mean, the defense is still good. It's just the offense is so bad for Minnesota that they, they can't put any points up on the board to, you know, kind of help, help the defense out. And then, you know, the Lions right now, 
uh, went from a shaky start to the season to a team that, you know, suffered a lot of injuries, looked like the ship was sinking super fast, and all of a sudden they have a knack for fourth-quarter comebacks. Um, and, 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 you know, for the first time in my life, I, I, could, I can say this for the last few games, the Lions have been extremely clutch. Um, I, I think Thanksgiving. Sounds so good. I think Thanksgiving has been uh, evidence of that. You know, you, God Almighty, I'll pick with thirty seconds left in big the game. Big play, slay. Big play, slay. Perfect field goal range. I mean, finally living up to that nickname. You rarely, rarely, rarely see that. Uh, big, big win for the Lions, though, to take control of the NFC North right now. Um, and, and going forward, I mean, Green Bay's in some serious trouble. Injuries have just completely destroyed that team, uh, and that happens in sports. But. Uh, Minnesota right now, if if they if they they still have the personnel to win that division, but they better they better get their act together if they're going to compete with Detroit because Detroit just took them two for two uh, this year, and, and Minnesota's really really got a lot of catching up to do because um, because we're we're too far in the season now to to make up losses like that, um, especially that, that you know that throw throw by Bradford. But Jerry, you mentioned uh, you know in our in our little group text uh, that the play prior to the pick. Um, yeah, Cordero Patterson. Uh, he, you can, if there's no tight end, you can't. Uh, the line he didn't. Got to be on the line of scrimmage. He's got to be on the line of scrimmage because no tight end, so he can't stand back. And they converted the third down, so instead they put themselves in a third and seven, which forced Bradford to throw downfield like seven yards, which he didn't do in the game, which doesn't seem like a lot. But Bradford's whole thing this year that's just short checkdowns that work. You well, know, their offensive line is to killed. It's yeah, they, they have no offensive. Yeah, line. they run quick hitches to the receivers, and then they have receivers who can. Uh, put yards after. And the I don't disagree. Off. So, what are we getting at with the penalty? What, 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 what are we going with that? What? I think I think if the penalty doesn't happen, Minnesota's got a shot of kicking their own field goal with uh, with thirty seconds left. But the penalty, but the penalty does happen, and that means they throw the pick. I would imagine that that goes to overtime. Well, the thing with that is, I mean, how many times have we heard that with the Lions all season? I mean, you know, we've had a you know we've had our ups and downs to say the least along the way. So. I mean, I mean, you have to admit, Frank, that the Lions have gotten lucky in a lot of okay, games. Okay, sure, and, but they also got unlucky. Take the Houston game with the bad – I, I just don't like hearing it. I get it. It's fair. Yeah, they got a penalty, but come on, uh, man. The guy's got to learn how to line up. No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah. what but, I'm saying is, I mean, is if Stafford doesn't do that pick that goes to overtime and he could have won sure, the game. Like, look, the Lions – Okay, I get it. I get it, and it's a fair The play. Lions did just enough to win, but the Vikings did more to lose. Just the same way the Redskins did. You, know, it's, it's you scored one touchdown on the first drive. Okay, Jerry, but it's the second time we played him in 18 days. The Lions have won both, and it's the second time we hear this. He said she's, they won both games in their backyard and our front yard. Doesn't matter. It's <laughs> in over. their backyard, Blair Walsh Jared, missed an extra we'll point. In a an extra point. I just wanted to make a point. That's why I was raising. My I, I'm going to say, and this. that's why he got cut. I am going to say this is, I, I don't, I don't like giving the Lions much credit anymore because they, they've turned me off so much in the past. But I mean, the Lions have been extremely scrappy. And I, you got to commend him for that. And despite that's the point I and, was and getting at. And, and you 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 can't you, you never rely on other teams to make mistakes like the way the Vikings did. But that 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 play by Slay, I, that I mean that was a good read. He he cut he he made that cut uh into you know to the inside to pick that ball. Um, it was it was just a good play by a cornerback. Not only Slay, I just wanted to shout out to to the to the line. Okay, We're, the Lions' defense isn't isn't anything to go. They've been playing Ben don't break, especially the last few games, and they've had some fortunate plays and call it whatever you want. But I did want to give a shout out to the linebackers because despite their lack of ability to cover, those boys can tackle. Okay, those they were throwing those quick hitches, and I don't care what you say, Bradford, he's good at them, and they're hard to cover, and you have to be able to tackle. A lot of those plays are th- quick throws, and you count on a guy making a miss, and some of them did work. Yeah, they had some big big plays, but. 
Bynes especially. Whitehead made some nice tackles. Those guys were out there tackling, and they were playing bend, don't break, and Slay again at the end with the turnover, sealing it, sealing it like that for setting up the field goal. It was a good bend, don't break. It was good, solid tackle. Yeah, I'm not sure who games. made the tackle. That's a, on the when they got their field goal to tie it up ten to ten. It was a Bynes. third and um, it was, it was Bynes. Bynes. It was a third and two, oh, and yeah, it looked like was... Uh, McKinnon was going to get it. And he nailed them. Bynes. Same thing going the other way though on the Lions drive that tied it up thirteen thirteen when they had a they were at the white guy second and inches and. And they threw a bomb, which is, I mean, I disagree with the call. I personally would just ran to the middle and got the first down, but threw a bomb, didn't connect. And on third round, they tried to run the exact same play that the Vikings had the just tried to run, right? and Kendricks yeah, laid him out. He smoked, and that was a great play, too. Yeah. And it was nice to good to see a for, nice form tackle with some actual power in today's NFL, too. Very but. nice. That was a great hit. I was, well, I even, I was just like, wow. Before we, get, before we get too far from the subject, though, Frank, you criticized the linebackers. Uh, a few weeks back, and I mean, because of injuries, because right. of injuries. So to be fair to Lions, because of injuries. But I mean, Frank, you were you were all over the linebackers. You were worried as hell. But now they did, but they're tackling it, like, and uh, we got Bynes back. I was whoever's coaching those linebackers. I think deserves a, a pat on maybe, the back. Maybe a little bit of a pay raise next year. Pat them on the back because they can tackle. They can't cover still. With I still have concerns, but they can tackle. But yeah. looking okay, so focus on the team of this in first. We'll get to the Packers and we'll, we'll touch on it because we have a, a Packers representative on the show, but. The Lions going forward. These were essential wins. Jacksonville and Minnesota. Very essential wins going forward now. You got the home games, I believe, the, the Packers at home. Packers, Bears. Bears at home. So those are two, two home games. You got Dallas on the road. And you got the Saints on the road, correct? Is that, and I, Giants on the road. And the, you've only played Giants and Saints on the road. And you have Dallas. three road games, and two which home games. most people are chucking up as losses. And then you have two home games left, I believe. Well, I don't, well, we'll, this, get, we'll get to that. I mean, we'll get this to that game was time. huge I'm because looking at it. Losses. Like, if you're going to pick the schedule right now, if you're just looking at the odds, they're going to be favored in two games and not favored in three. If you're just looking at the bare odds. And chances are they can win this division with one more win. All they need to do is win one yeah, game. I think it's going to be the This division nine, can be one and yeah. eight and eight. The first time that I can remember in a long time, the NFC North is that bad division in the NFL. Like how the NFC East was last year, and the Redskins made it seven and nine or eight and eight to the playoffs, something like that. I, I think it was or they get They might have got to nine and seven, but nine yeah. and seven normally doesn't win you to division. Well, I mean, the Bears just, are a dumpster fire. The Packers yeah, are in turmoil. You gotta, you gotta the Vikings since going five and zero, oh, now they can't. They figured out Bradford is a little dip and dunk. They might not. They might win two games the rest of the season. The Lions literally might have enough wins at this point to have won the division. Right. Well, I mean, I wouldn't call I them. Think, I don't uh, know if they're the worst. Well, they're, it's it's definitely. I think it's not even close to the NFC North, the worst division in football. Wow. Well, I, I think I think we got some time left. In this like, there's worse teams than the, like the, there's worse teams than the Packers and maybe the Bears. There's worse teams than the Bears. Obviously, we got the Browns, but I mean, we played the Redskins and beat them. I mean, I, I don't. We played the Eagles. We beat them. I, I mean, I, we, the Redskins, I'm, I can only speak for the team that's on top. But I mean, that's, that's all I can really. Speak the Eagles for. aren't very good, and the Redskins. I think the Redskins are good. I think that's your best win. But I also think the Redskins. Let me guess. Gave that one away too, right? I mean, they fumbled on the four yard line and missed the field goal from the thirty, and they fumbled okay. on the thirty. So that's All nine right. points. And I see where this is going. So, do you have anything to say about the Packers? Those are just facts. I don't get why you can say those are facts. Those are things that happen. So I don't how get about how the Packers. Then we have to. They do, suck. They need to fire Dom Capers and Mike McCarthy. If Dom Capers, I mean, you might have to let him go if you can get the right guy. Okay. But only if the right guy is available, because you can't bring in some scrub who can't. You know, you don't bring in Joe Schmo to drive a Ferrari. Well. The, one of the rumors I heard was actually Jim Harbaugh, but I don't want to get into rumors when we got the game right after this. Tony presented an article in the group chat, and I wanted him. To, I also want to welcome him to the show. He hasn't spoke yet. He's drinking. I said over a there. few things. Okay, so you you put that article in the group chat. Do you want to do you want to tell the fans a little bit about that, and if, if it has any merit, or do you want to explain that a little bit? Well, I mean, it kind of came on the heels of what we talked about in the last episode, 
where you were saying that there was national hosts saying mm-hmm. there were people questioning yep. Rogers in the locker room and Jerry was saying there was nobody and I found nothing. Well, there was an article at, that came out and it was basically uh, a lot of f- former players talking about Rogers and then some current players and the current players are like, oh yeah, he just demands perfection of us and we have to understand that if we're not perfect, you know... Yeah, Kobe did the same shit and got one of, one five rings. Let him finish. One of them was Jeff Janis saying, you know, like, if I screw up, I know he's probably not going to look my way for a few series, which, I mean, completely makes He dropped sense. a touchdown in the Colts game. He shouldn't look his way. Let him finish. Well, they also point out in that article that on the play before that, Jordy Nelson was wide open and Aaron Rodgers. Jordy Nelson didn't run out the rest of his route he on that play. And did they point that out in the article? He can't listen, Kenya. He can't listen. And Aaron Rodgers overthrew him. Well, if I can't remember all these points, my... Brain. He didn't overthrow him. Jordan Nelson stopped running. So what about do, do what about the character flaw? What about the character flaw? But so what they were saying was is you know like they they were interviewing the third string tight end and the guy's like yeah Aaron Rodgers is awesome he texted me happy birthday on my birthday I didn't even know he knew my birthday but then you got a guy like Jermichael Finley who used to play for the team saying I never got a happy birthday text from him I, he wouldn't even give me his phone number. <laughs> He's like, yeah, Jermichael Finley's an idiot. That's why he's by not he friends with him. Tremendous success for with for Rogers. So he just used him as he a said, whipping he boy. He said basically. that. Uh, General Michael Finley got pissed that they were gonna have the team photo without him when he was injured. He wasn't even a participant in the Super Bowl. He was a pretty good player for a while. And what Finley was saying in the article was that you know him and Rogers like wouldn't even talk before games. So they just go on the field. And part of their issue was Rogers would get mad at Finley because. He would just expect Finley to know exactly where he wanted him to be on the field. And Finley would be like, how am I supposed to know where I'm supposed to go on the field if you're not going to tell me where I'm supposed to go? And we, so then Mike McCarthy stepped in and went, okay, before every game, the night before every game when you guys are going to get together and you're going to go over the game plan. And that way when plays break down, Rogers, you tell Finley where you want him on the field. So that way he, you know where to look for him. So and forced. that way you can... That way, when you're on the run and running for your life, you got that guy to check down to there, and which so, helped and built the relationship. And then Finley got hurt. So then these antics also, just real quick, so we can get it just about the article. I don't these, necessarily these want to call these antics. Well, these I mean. these troubles also were uh, correlating with his with his private life too, right? With the family and isolating his whole family. Yeah, I mean, it it started when it came out when uh, Aaron Rodgers' brother Jordan was on The Bachelor. This past season, or the back. All right, can we get to the it? Question was uh, he doesn't talk to his family anymore. So I just want to say, if this has anything to do with them being where they are right now. It's the point I was making. This, this I don't think him not talking to his family has anything to do with where they are. They've made the playoffs for seven straight years. There's not enough talent in Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers isn't the issue. He th- the Packers going into last game were the only team since like the 1960s to score over 25 points in three straight games and lose all of them. Think about that for a second. It's the defense is the problem. To. He threw for three, four. He, I think he almost used either number one or two last week in passing yards. Three touchdowns, no picks, and they got blown out. Stafford throws for one touchdown, and they win. Everybody's doing the dick dance in Detroit. You know what I mean? It's not his fault. It's not on Rodgers. And Finley's only snitching because he's finished. Snitching. Okay. Joe, also, he, he, he sounds like a jaded girlfriend. Oh, we didn't talk enough. Woo! He didn't buy me flowers when well, I got a touchdown. And, and you also got, got his the, whole offense. You also got the guys in the locker room who are saying it, as you said. They're saying it as unnamed sources, though, because they ain't going to put their name out there because they know that they don't want to cross. Just like I said. Rogers. I told you guys. Who? Uh, you know. Unnamed again, sources. Unnamed. unnamed sources shouldn't be published. You know, 
But we'll oh, they get are. into in it. In sports, they are. That's a whole other topic for another day, but they are. I think, I, think it's, I mean, that's the reality of pro sports. I think you can go in any locker room and find some, some kind of crazy issues like this, some, dr- some drama, man. I mean, pro, pro sports, it's not, it's not like high school, man. It's not like you grew up with the kids your whole life. And you, it's you a know, job. You know, yeah, I mean, but at, at this point, a lot of the people don't like each other. A lot of these guys show up for work and they go home and they don't do anything with their teammates. I mean, it's just, that's just pro sports. Right. And I think the greater point here with like the it's just pro sports, they're only all this stuff's coming out because you're losing. Everything's great when you're winning and it hides all your flaws. They're losing. If Rogers doesn't get back together, yeah, yeah it sucks, true. but yeah. they've had a great run. I mean, I'll you can't win the if they're seven and North four, every year. everyone's yeah. best friends. I yeah. yeah, if they're if they're in the Lions position and they're barely squeaking by games, they're still ripping on Rogers like, oh, has he lost it? Has he not? But right. none of this stuff's coming out. They're just yeah, they with, bring with it down. Losses. I mean, Rogers is the face of the team. And yeah, he does get all the credit for the wins too. So you don't got to take the good with the well, bad. Yeah. But what's amazing though is he's getting credit for the losses, but it's like. You know, if I, I, I guess fantasy is not always the most fair way to look at things, but I mean, he's killing it in fantasy, which is like yeah, one of, just one of the just one of the things I know. You know, as far as football goes, but I mean, like he's not having numbers a bad are season. still good, and, and that, that's all I was going to mention about the Lions in a second here is that if, if the Lions going forward, if they plan to win some of these games, especially at home versus the the Packers, it's still not going to be a cakewalk. The Packers are not not what they they used to be. Got it, but. If you look at the point the Packers total, still whip the Lions' ass when they play them. Can we all agree yes, that the main seven, problem in seven. well the Green Packers Bay, were more healthy when they when they beat the Lions? Can we all admit the Packers' problems is their defense though? No, it like is. the national it media is. Well, yeah, wants to paint it as Rodgers, but it's their I'm, defense. It, it, it is we're spending defense. too much time on the Packers. No, what, I, what I'm getting at is the Packers are still putting up nearly like close to 30 points a game. They're, they're still over. Like, but the problem is their defense is giving up 40 points a game. But the problem is their defense is giving up 40 points a game. Also, but that's what the Lions need to be careful about is. Their offense needs to be able to match what what the the Packers' offense is going to put out, and they need to make sure they they perform against a, a defense that's extremely vulnerable right now. Joey is making a good point. That is a good point. And right? it, we're playing them in weeks down the line. It's not going to be a gimme. The Lions have every single game has been by a touchdown, literally or less. So there's no gimmies with the Lions. Every game takes a year off my life. It it's feels a, it's a pro game. It's a pro league. It's man. the pro league. But it's, a, they're taking a as, as much as I do hate the Lions, I can admit that I think it would be cool for the city to have a home playoff game. Well, thank you. We appreciate. I, I, I do think it would be cool for the fans. Okay, yeah. so the NFC North, we can agree. Yeah. Everybody likes seeing a massive turn. Yeah, no, one thing I was going to say about the Packers' defense also is you're looking at Sham Shields, who's their top cornerback. He's been gone since, like, the second week of the season. And he's gone for the yeah, season. Yeah, and he's done for the year. I mean, He might be out for his career. He might be careered. I mean, you're looking at a defense about that time, definitely but... has some well, they don't, they don't injury issues of their own. They, they don't have... Uh, yeah, I was saying... Hyde, Hyde has been in and out. They didn't have... Uh, they were missing their, their top three... There like, was a point in time with their know, top three corners done. out, and then when yeah, they came back... Crew. One person talk. Their cornerbacks, if you went across the board, the... Best cor- the best cornerbacks, the quarterback rating against them was 111.2. One of their cornerbacks was giving up a 141.2, perfect being 158.3. There was a, if you finish the season at 111.2 as your quarterback rating, nine times out of ten besides maybe this year because a lot of quarterbacks have high ratings, nine times out of ten, you win the um, MVP. Rodgers has the highest all-time for career, and it's 105.2. So every cornerback is giving up Hall of Fame numbers. To no matter who the quarterback is, that's how bad it's getting out there. And I think it's a scheme based, not necessarily because they dominated the Giants in that Sunday night game when everything was good in okay. Green Bay. Still, all right, 
I get it, man. We're spending more time on the team that's in the bottom than we are on the top, though. I mean, the Lions are in first. What else do you want to talk about with the North? I mean, I think that it's. I think the Lions. I I think it's the Lions division to lose at this point. A couple weeks ago, it was anybody's division to win, and we said whoever could string a couple wins together would win it. Okay. Yeah, no, I I agree. The Lions control their own destiny right now, and this is something that we take, and they're ahead of the game. But it's something we. When have we seen this in our lifetime with the Lions? They control their own destiny when they went to Green Bay and Sue stomped on Rogers' foot. Okay. Okay. So literally a couple years ago. So once again, uh, the second time in our lifetimes that this this happened. uh, It is is pretty amazing to think, though, that just an offensive coordinator just turning in his fucking uh, his his paperwork and you know calling it a day, you know bolting out of Minnesota. How how, I think that really changed things. It raises an eyebrow. It's still a little fishy. Well, their offense was already struggling, and it was. (laughs) I don't think he willingly resigned. I think it was more like. Hey, we'll let you See, resign, think, or we're going to fire winning. you. They're if you want to get to the left. bottom of it, one of our friends, I'll give myself the sirens, mothers actually went to prom with Pat Shermer. This is a true story, people. Went to prom with Pat Shermer, and he's always been a Bradford fan. He drafted him in St. Louis. He's the one who brought him into Philly, and he's most likely the one that lobbied for him in Minnesota. And my guess is, North Shermer felt a little bit turned off, if I had to like look at it, that Pat Shermer, the guy who's supposed to be my assistant, the quarterback's coach, is actually bringing in the quarterback we're not bringing in my guy we're bringing in his guy ratings on the wall they actually like pat better and i can question a lot of pat's calls personally and i want to just give myself a pat in the back because if you guys as the uh long-time listeners of the show and the fellows to my left and right heard weeks ago what did i say about minnesota what did i say when everyone was jumping on them i said they will fall they will break i said this weeks ago and they did so good for me for saying that and you can look that up I mean, they're uh, Sam Bradford pick and a Blair Wash field goal away for being the Lions position, though, so they didn't fall that far. But you remember when I said that, though? Yeah, no, I agree. Can we agree on that? I agree with you that it's quite likely they're going to figure them out. I think we're all all on the same page, I think. Besides, We we could argue about the Lions and Packers all day. I didn't mean to stir the pot. I was just trying to provide some good good commentary, but I think we're all on the same page. Lions control their destiny. The North is shitty. Before we're in the topic, I don't think Rodgers is without blame. I think he needs to work on some things. And a greater issue, which we don't have time to get into this week, maybe we'll do like issues one how they've gone to one practice per week i think that's hurting teams like the packers that are more timing based routes stuff like that like i think there's been if you look at the overall picture people talk about less talent in the league now crap like that like less good quarterbacks these people they're allowed to do one padded practice per week and after a certain like week 14 or week 13 there's no more padded practices i think that's why we're seeing more sloppy play more holds more penalties more missed kicks stuff like that that's the topic for another time i got you okay so shifting gears, unless you've been living to under the a, showdown, unless you've been living under a rock, you the second best game of the day. This is the biggest day in a long time. If you're a college football fan, and I'm assuming you are, if you're listening to our show, Michigan, Ohio State, love them or hate them, the game. This is, this is the game. I mean, you got to tune in. It's at noon. We're gonna be watching it right after the show. And I think that there's so. I mean, there's a lot of pin, there's four of us here. So I think that the best way to do this would be to go around and say some concerns. Some pros and cons for both teams, why they could win, why they couldn't, um, and then pick, make a prediction at the end, and we could all just kind of give our take, and uh, and we'll have some fun. So yeah, I think we fun. can. Uh, I think we'll start. I think we'll start with the the guest of honor. Woo woo woo! And once you I'm not the guest of honor. Tell, no, not today, Gerard. The guest of dishonor. <laughs> can I be the guest well, of dishonor? Before we get into the game, real quick, we do have a little bit of breaking uh, news for college football, Wait. and that breaking news is. Charlie Strong, the head coach of Texas, has been fired. Yeah. We fired! All, we all saw that coming. Yeah, I, I mean, see that, that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you remember when they beat Notre Dame and the announcer goes, Texas is back! 
Yeah, yeah. they're not. It's so yeah, hot take. Loser. Both, yeah, no, they went schools. five and seven this Bo- year. Both schools have been a shit show ever since that game. Yeah, probably get Tom Herman from Houston since LSU locked up Ed Ogeron this year. Okay. I actually like that move just because Ed Ogeron sounds like the guy that should speaking, be coaching LSU. Speaking of coach firings, uh, I mean, I, I think I think we kind of mentioned oh a little boy, bit. Here I, it comes. I, I honestly think <laughs> I honestly think BK from Notre Dame should. should I told you that. You I know, technically MSU ago. is undefeated now, the Rose Bowl year, because that wing got vacated. We're undefeated. Yeah, that's okay. So can we go back to Joe for the for the real game here? Right, thank you for the breaking news. That was good news. I saw that coming, but thanks. We, yeah. People needed to know that. Thank you. But go ahead, Joe. So yeah, hey, move, move, moving on from my Irish struggles. Uh, so uh, yeah, this this game's huge, man. I mean, yeah, there's no other way to put it. There's no way to sugarcoat. There's no there's no way to you know you know spice it up. Uh, I think I think the writing's on the wall. This is the biggest game of the year for both teams. They both. Uh, had tough losses on the road, which I think makes it makes it even that much more uh, interesting. You know, if it had just been Ohio State, they'd be looking to play the upset today. But then Michigan blew one in Iowa, so now now you have a thing where it's back to mano a mano. You know, looking at identical records. And uh, well, the funny thing is, is that loss to Iowa actually hurt Ohio State for going to the Big Ten title game. Okay, so I mean, well, you're using all, part all of you're, you're using part of my take there. Let Joey finish so yeah, I can go next. All, all things aside, oh, I see how it is. All, all things aside, I'm just saying it's 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 mano a mano, same record. Uh, both both teams having great great years. Um, but right now, what I'm looking at is the the strength of the teams, and I think Ohio State their offense looks pretty good, but I think Michigan's defense uh, is a little bit better. And and in in the past, when you have a very dominant defense. Um, I, my, my favorite example is that Super Bowl where Tampa Bay beat Oakland, uh, and they had that awesome defense with Will Sapp. Uh, man, you, you know, you got to go with the defense in my mind. And I think Michigan, for the first time in a long time, I think they're getting rid of the Demons this year. They, they, they finally beat Michigan State, um, and they, they, could, they could wrap it all up with Ohio State and then get back to that uh, Big Ten championship. Oh, yeah. First, their first Big Ten championship. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking today might be a – uh, what was it? Maze? Maze and Blue. Maze and Blue Day. My man. All right. I don't agree with this. What a way to thing start the said, round. Joe. I don't, I don't. Is, is it corn starting or is it the spites? Well, we're seeing. Spates. It's, Allegedly, it's spates. Spate is a game time decision. Yep. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing. Mean? He'll play. <laughs> he was a game time decision last Gerard, do you want to go too. second or do you want to go this way? Yeah, that wasn't a Yeah, I think, I think it's cr- just everything about this game is, I mean, it's a sweet game. Definitely, I want to see two and three. I think it's awesome as a fan who hates both teams that, like, no matter who wins, I, it's ha-ha funny. And no matter who loses, it's ha-ha funny. So, you know, it's, I don't have a horse in the race, so it's, so it's awesome for me. But what's crazy is if, like, Ohio State wins, for example, and Michigan State doesn't beat Penn State, which isn't going to happen. Penn State wins the Big Ten East and goes to the Big Ten title games. We can talk about those implications later, but it's just it's an odd scenario to be in. But um, if we're talking about in terms of the game, I think that Michigan's defense has been really good against weak teams, but they give 160 rushing yards to uh, LJ Scott, who has turned on this season. But And they also give a shitload of rushing yards to Iowa, who's a good rushing team, but... What I'm saying is when they now face, you're stealing some of my points. When, <laughs> when they face good rushing teams, they give up a lot. And their defense, the one good thing about their defense is that they have good man corn split a lot of man coverage. And if it's O'Corn, he's not gonna throw receivers open. Spades can do a little bit, but I think Ohio State, because of their secondary, is gonna win this game probably thirty one to fourteen. Oh my god. What a terrible all right, anyways, go ahead, Tony. 
Yeah. So, I mean, what I was going to say was I think the biggest key here is kind of, you know, how Michigan does on defense. And it's because if you look at the way they played against a lot of teams, which, I mean, you can say what you want, but against Wisconsin, Penn State, those are games where they were shutting them down on defense. Wisconsin's like known for not scoring a lot of points. Everybody shut them down. I think he's getting to that. Yeah, let's but then when you faced, as Jerry said, against Michigan State and Iowa, you gave up a lot of yards. You didn't give up a lot of po- points to Iowa, but you gave up a lot of yards. And if you're giving up a lot of yards to Ohio State, you're in for a long day and it's not going to end well for you. That's one of those things where, I mean, if we can get out there on defense, we can do what we did earlier on in the year where you shut them down those first few drives, you gave your offense a short field to work with, and the offense can get a couple quick touchdowns or maybe even we get a defensive touchdown in there and you're forcing the other team to play from behind, it makes them take more risk, which once again, when you're playing high risk, high reward football, that high risk is where Michigan's going to come back to bite you in the ass. I, okay. With the getting out to a big lead, I don't think either one of these teams can come back if they get down 14. Okay. I don't think either team is built for a comeback. Me neither. Okay. So you guys made some great points, seriously, and then it kind of actually worked out perfect. Leads up to, to what I was going to say, and my big thing is, yeah, they were they were giving up a lot of yards, to, and there were some good running backs. I mean, Michigan State really impressed me. That day. I was in Seattle with Joe. We watched that, and um, and Iowa, man, that was a cheap one. That, that was uh, that was that was impressive too. You know, that was that was good. But um, here we are, and game day today. And my big thing with Michigan is they got to score some points. Okay, that's why I can. He's you said game time decision. I hope he plays because he makes that tremendous difference in the passing game i don't care what people say the weather you can talk about the weather in that last game and he, he, you know against indiana some struggles but he's just not he's I not as hunting in that listen, I, i'm glad you could admit that Frank, yeah, he's most not Michigan as good slappies are like oh same thing no matter no, what quarterback no, it's space. not it's not the same thing it's head and heels above a corn from what i saw last All week right, let me give my take Gerard. but thank you i think i was you. agreeing with you. i thank you but so they're not the same. He's Spade's definitely better, and I hope he plays. So with that being said, they got to score points, man. You're going home with these games against Iowa, even with the Wisconsin game that you guys talked about. We left three field goals on there, but still they're not scoring enough uh, points against the good teams. Yeah, they put up 78 on Rutgers, but when it came to the good teams, they got some good wins, but they're not scoring um, enough points. So you got to score points. But as far as the defense goes, I'm a little bit relieved. I'm really I'm more concerned if we're doing concerns versus uh, things you take pride in. I'm concerned about the offense. I want us to score more points. But defensively, with these guys, like you talked about in the perimeter, uh, covering, I think we'll be okay. And we can uh, dial in and focus on the, on the quarterback. I don't even want to use his name. The quarterback, I'll call him. J.J. Barrett? Yeah. He ain't Voldemort, you, you bro. You can say his name. So I'll, we can fo- we'll focus on the quarterback and run but heavy. he can't throw the long ball. Hear me out. Horrible drunk driver. Run too. heavy defense. Focus on focusing the quarterback in the run. Cover the perimeter in the man coverage that Joe talked about. And um, the other thing I wanted to mention about the offense is I think that Harbaugh, being the great coach that he is, the smart coach that he is, he saw this coming. Geniuses think multiple steps ahead of other people. He's going to open up the entire playbook. I think we're going to see some stuff we haven't seen, specifically for Ohio State. Offense will score some points because we're going to see some different packages and we're going to open up the entire playbook and we'll see Peppers doing crazy shit and we're going to see some... It's going to be a fun game to watch. I, I actually think it's Michigan, really the exact op. I'm not Michigan like, wins. I know you're going to pick Michigan and I like the points you're making. I see where you're going. I think they're going to shrink the pay- playbook and try to keep Ohio State off the field as long as possible because Ohio State's run defense has been a little vulnerable. Their strength is their pass defense. I think we're going to see like... A, if Michigan's going to win, I think... shrink it's, the playbook? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, they did, not, they did when they went to Iowa. I don't think it necessarily means like shrink the play. I, I think, think they're I mean, gonna. I think keep they, it simple. Keep, right. Not shrink a lot the playbook. Of power run, I think it's gonna be a lot of low, runs. They might run out of a lot of different low looks. risk. I shouldn't say shrink the playbook. I think they're gonna go run heavy. Let's put it that way. I don't think we're going to be seeing reverse passes and quarterback this. I think we're be attacking the shit out of the perimeter. You see, get those games against Ohio. Well, State? What, they, what, they do, what they should do is run that eleven-man eye formation every single play. Every play, just like Mighty Ducks on, on the like, on the gridiron. I wonder if they. I wonder if they do. I wonder if there's like a flying V one. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you guys think you guys want to do a v. couple matchups real quick? Of what? Like, who's going to be matched up in the game? You think it's Samuel versus Peppers type thing? Who do you think is going to win? I'm um, dude. Because this is the real shit. They don't talk about on the fucking. You know. Don't talk about it out there. I don't the think real it's going to be an works. actual matchup. Though. I think Peppers is going to be all over the field like he always. Is. I don't think it's going to be a specific matchup. I mean, I think Peppers, they're just going to put a random corner on I think, him. I think Peppers is going to be worn the fuck out by the end of this. He's going to be everywhere, he's man. The be, good news is he's young. They're going to they're going to use the shit out of that boy today. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. If Peppers they, if hasn't they done much on offense lately. Though. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they threw Lewis around. Not not not. I'm, not, I'm just saying specifically defense. I wouldn't be surprised if they threw Lewis around in different different looks too. Maybe throw him in the safety safety spot to kind of cover the middle. Uh, maybe, maybe you know. I don't think have, they'll have do that because I mean, bit. Lewis is a lockdown corner. Generally, I, he is, but and, I mean, so is so is. It's uh, odd fucking, in college because uh, normally you uh, so is Stribling. What who? Channing Stribling. No, God, Charles Woodson. Yeah, yeah, but they, I mean, they blitzed him. You know, what I mean, like I, I think Charles they, I think Woodson was like a different a breed. Different looks. I, I agree with Jerry. I think they're going to keep things a little simple, but I think they got to give him a couple different looks. Oh, defensively, they're going to bring the goddamn. Choo choo yeah, trend. They're, they're gonna, gonna throw the kit. Everything I, I think, but the kitchen sink. It's gonna be blitz, blitzing all day. Yeah, I think. I, think, I don't uh, think you want to. I personally don't think you want to blitz Barrett because if he gets out and escapes, you know, a lot better. I'm not saying it's not gonna work. Or they're not gonna do I it. But spy, I wouldn't do it. They're gonna spy Barrett. Michigan State I, I actually has some success getting to him, which I is bodes well for you. Yeah. Being the spy on Barrett, which I think is why Peppers can get worn the fuck out because I think he's gonna end up. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to spy. Uh, spy Barrett. And, and play a little bit of coverage as well, so probably keep him low. For the old, those of you who don't know, a spy means that he just shadows that player the entire game. You normally only yeah. use it for the quarterback. So I, I think, and I think when, when I saw that was was done very well was in that Michigan State game when I watched Peppers uh, for an entire entire length of the game. He spied the quarterback a lot, and he he spied L.J. Scott, and he made some very very good plays throughout that game doing that. So I think that's going to be. I think that's um, because he has the speed and athleticism to that, that, and that's play sideline to sideline exactly like, all game long. And and I think that's fatigue. why they want to put him on Barrett though, because Barrett's very athletic. Exactly. You mentioned yeah. fatigue though, dude. I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think he's going to be all over the field all day long, everywhere. No, I think no, he's going to no, love no, it. He was saying, out there doing. Ba- man, we watched the game. No, no, he's out I'm there doing backflips after. Get fatigued. During the game, I'm saying after the game, though, he's probably going to feel like oh, a semi-truck ran him over. It's the, yeah. This is the second person this week who's told me they think the game plan is going to be have Pepper spy, spy Barrett. I don't think that's a good game plan for Michigan. Are you I, referring to the, the, the idiot at your factory? Is that yeah, what he's doing? an idiot, too. I'm not going to call Joe an idiot, but it's just you're taking one of you. so nice. If you spy the quarterback, you take a guy. if you take a guy out of coverage, that means unless you're only going to rush three, you're losing a guy in coverage, and Barrett can't throw very well. You don't have to completely take him out of coverage. He can still be in a flat. I, I agree with that. If he's in the flats and Barrett wants to run the opposite way, then you can't spy him. The spy normally just stays like a hovers. I mean, you can run, you can run a flat. I think personally, Pepper's best is used as like you a. You don't got to run a flat on the sideline. And there's more than you know. They would say there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's more than one way to spy someone. He doesn't necessarily. Jerry, I see your point. I think that their, their best bet someone. is to just create like an actual pocket. Like instead of rushing up the field, actually surround them and collapse down like they would do against Cam Newton in the league. That's what you got to do to Barrett. So you don't have to take somebody and say your responsibility is Barrett. Ideally, yeah, if you want to. That's game, I know that's the ideal situation. Backup, I think, should be the uh, yeah. Peppers spy. But before it proves that you have. Yeah, to. Yeah, man. If you want a game plan, I, I would take the film from that damn Super Bowl and then Week One of the, the Broncos. 
and I would just run that same fucking shit, man. Because I mean, worked you know, against you, Cam. Yeah. God, you have such an athlete in Cam Newton, and he just got demolished. Well, dude, that's what I was making games. my point. Michigan's D line, we've seen uh, flashes of it. Of greatness, and they're supposed maybe, to be great, man. Taco, so cheap shots to the head. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm so, that's the perplexing thing about that D line is Jim we Harbaugh have seen flash of greatness, and we've also seen them get dominated. Yeah, so we got to have so. the good D line come out. Will the real D line please stand up? I will, I will say up. this: doesn't, doesn't Indiana have like a high flying offense this year? Michigan held them to ten points. Yep, and weather was a big deal in that game too. But yeah, yeah. I, I, no, see I was out in that weather, and it was pretty nasty. It was yeah. rough for the whole state of Michigan, I mean, but Western managed to put up 38. Excuses, accomplish the mission, but um, Indiana failed. Yeah, we, they did have a yeah, good Yeah, Buffalo's a lot different. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but shout out to Western, though. We don't talk about them a lot, but good for them. You know, yeah. Shout out to yeah, them. Yeah, the, good way the, to go waste Personally, I thought the reason for this playoff uh, format was so if you had a team like a Western that's undefeated, you could put them at the four seed so they get slobbered knocked by Alabama in the first game. That's why I thought hey, we did, did it, did Western, personally. Did Western Michigan, they beat... Um, Oklahoma State, right? They at and one that, point that they had more play. Big Ten wins than Michigan State. No, that was Central to beat Oklahoma State. Oh, that was Central. Yeah, but that they was beat Purdue awesome. or something like that. that. I think they're gonna beat Indiana. Way to Somebody go, Michigan else. teams, man! Central, even though it was a terrible call by the referees, I'm still <laughs> glad they won it. I don't care. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this game. I mean, is there anything else we got to get off our chest about the game? I mean, we, we made predictions. So we got two, or we got three Michigans and one one Buckeye, right? Oh, H, baby. I I let we put it out there. I like Ohio State, like the football program, but I do not like their fans or their basketball program. I do not let that be just confused. Don't like anything about them, really. I mean, I hate Ohio State, and I love Michigan. I hope Michigan wins. I love them for winning the but first. I think playoff. Ohio State's going to win a close game today. Oh, so we're divided. Oh, fanboy Tony's crossing oh. over. Wow, I'm not crossing over. I'm still wearing a shirt. If says- I knew their theme song, I'd play it. I'm still wearing a shirt that says "Guns Don't Kill People, Michigan's Defense Kills I'm wearing people. a state shirt, Tony. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because you know what team I mean, I'm Penn State, rocking. Penn State got, by got, 100 today. I got, I got a feeling. I, I think Michigan's going to surprise some people today. Man, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, man. It'll be... It'd be, it'd be pretty cool. I think it's going to be a fucking amazing game, though. That's what I'm yeah, I, I think I, I Michigan think be... got kind of unlucky with the scheduling once they moved Ohio State over that they got to play at Ohio State when they're arguably on equal grounds with them instead of getting the home game. Where last year, where Michigan was clearly the inferior team, they got the home, they kind of got screwed, you know what I'm saying? Oh, hey, yeah. I mean, it's just a scheduling true. thing, but like yeah. if we're the other way, if this was at the big house, I'd probably pick Michigan. Those monsters can throw batteries all they want. They can't re- reach the field. They don't have good enough arms. Neither does their quarterback. We're taking them down, man. Um, I can't, I'm not going to even give a score. I'm just going to win-loss this one because I think it's going to be a great game, but Michigan will win. Joe's with me. The Preston brothers just, are Buckeye. I will just say this, Hey, man. I'm still cheering for Michigan. I just right. think that I'll have a Thank you for that. Harbaugh can get a team ready, man. I Harbaugh, mean, we, I have psychologically, psychologically and everything, I mean, I remember back when he was at Stanford, uh, what Stanford did to USC one game. I mean, they, they just – USC with all those, you know, illegal uh, fucking – uh, five-star recruits and everything that Pete Carroll brought over. Pete Carroll was still there, man. All they do is buy Reggie Bush's mom a house. I mean, is that so wrong to Harbaugh. house a woman, Harbaugh give her an Escalade Harbaugh. and a mansion? Harbaugh went to the Coliseum <laughs> and smacked USC around, man. And USC was had a lot of talent back then. They were a good football team. So, I mean, he, who, he, who did Harbaugh it. have on that he team, though? Who, who was the star of that team? I don't know, like Andrew Luck. Guy. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. That's he set you up for that one. Doesn't okay. matter though. He's, He's still a good. Coach. All I'm saying is there isn't an Andrew Luck in this game. If you put Andrew Luck in either one of these teams, I pick him. All I mean, right, chair. Who they have like Barkley on the? Uh, on the no, no. Was that James David Booty? Maybe. David it's a long Booty. time ago when uh, 
homeboy was there. The point he, he was making is that Harbaugh's a good coach. You don't got to throw marbles. At I mean, him. I mean, I mean. No, all I'm saying is like people reference okay, that okay, game so as he was upset, but you have the best quarterback prospect since Peyton Manning on your team. It's okay. a lot easier. I'm just saying. He also recruited him. You're also the guy that says you barely need a quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Ooh. Yeah, if you have a good team. No, when did I say that? I think you, you said that the that. other day. Yeah, where you're like, yeah. you paid me to throw a seven yard pass, man. <laughs> <laughs> you have the greatest defense ever. Michigan doesn't. The defense has been exposed. I'm just saying, Harbaugh can get a team ready to go. Yeah, so can Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer's the one coach that has Saban's number. I, I don't. Maybe it's just the, I'm in Blue City, but everybody acts like Urban Meyer sucks at coaching. He has one loss in the Big Ten at home. One. Uno. Well, we're talking about a different level. I mean, the guy came. He won 22 road Harbaugh games in a row. comes from the pros. He's got an NFC title win. He's been to the Super Bowl. This is a different ballgame. He came back to his alma mater. Okay, this is a pro. Not a, It's different. It's different. And Urban, Uncle Urban, props. He's a shady bastard. So who like coach it. do you think is better? Harbaugh. See, that's just ridiculous. How? Urban Meyer has three I'm national titles. Do it with you, he Jordan. took a seven and five team, and two years later, he won a national championship with a I mean, third string quarterback. You know how amazing that is. If Harbaugh did that, they would literally saint him in the state of Michigan. Harbaugh, this, this is my this is my point. I'm going to make. Harbaugh was also at Stanford. Stanford wasn't getting the recruits. Florida was man. Let's just face it. Stanford World actually Ohio checks state. the test scores. What? Urban Meyer was at two schools where you just got to be able to breathe properly to, to go to school there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he did some weird shit at Florida. Aaron Hernandez can, can was shooting in? people. He but he also, and he's also like the one person to blow out Saban with Saban at Alabama in a game that mattered. Yeah. That's fine. You can argue it to the to the. I don't, no, the thing is, I don't think blue. you can argue it. I think Urban Meyer right now is a better coach. I don't think it's close. I mean, Michigan, or Harbaugh. I'm not saying Harbaugh can't close the gap. You don't let anyone else talk, and that's why no one can argue it, because you don't let anyone talk. I'm saying Harbaugh rolls up. Wins nine games his first season. A fumble with the snap away from 10 if you want to play that game like you always do. You don't remember when undefeated his first year. Okay, that's fine. That's Dude, fine. It's hard to coach in the pros, though, man. He did go to Super Bowl. Super Bowl and an NFC title game back-to-back years, Gerard. And, and he came to it back to his alma mater. He went, he went to, wait, he went to two NFC title games, Yeah, right? Yeah, he won He went to three straight title games, didn't he? Three straight yeah, NFC title games, straight, one, one Super Bowl. And went to one Super Bowl. And then he dipped out to his alma I mean, mater. That's, that's pretty tough. Pretty to awesome. Yeah, I mean, since Tony's not back yet, we're going to keep level. it going. But the, the pro level ain't his lopsided. It might get a little odd because they're fucking talking about the Packers going after him. And that's going to be just torn because I hate the man. the second time you've mentioned it. And there's yeah, just not enough merit to it. But I'm gonna have to blow it. Hey, Green Bay khakis, bro. Everything I said this boy is gonna make me a fraud. No, he's not going to Green Bay. That, there's, that's unfounded. Uh, I think he'll be at Michigan for a little bit longer, but yeah, know. yeah. So he doesn't I, go I to the Colts this go, year. I, th- I think he might go back to the pro. Game. But what? let's say he doesn't get it done this year, but he wins the national title next year, and then the Green Bay fires Mike McCarthy, and you get Rodgers like in the tail end of his prime. You get your team and Green. You didn't telling me that's all unfounded, Gerard. You're speaking <laughs> battle in the air here. Like that's. I'm not making this up. I don't want it to happen. I don't like the well, man. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when it comes. Is there anything else we have to get off our chest? Because I'm excited to watch this game. We got to we got to set up camp and do a lot of things. So, well, I mean, are, you know, are we are we gonna talk any Red Wing? While we're, while we're a little UFC 205 little recap. Oh yeah. Okay, I guess there's no getting around that. We got a little time then. Yeah, it's only 11:15, dude. We still got 45 minutes to kick off. Okay. I just finished my coffee and whiskey. Now I'm just drinking some whiskey with water. Just straight Tony's whiskey. Drinking. It's not water. It's ice. You know, the ice. Halftime showdown. Me versus it ain't Tony. Ain't that water down. The people's okay, elbow. It's still frozen. 
Okay. There's a little splash of water It's here practically still straight whiskey. UFC 205 was so one of the best cards. Coffee I was drinking at the end. Jesus. Can we get to 205? Tony, yeah, Tony, can you like... Tony, Tony, can somebody cut off his mic? Tony's I'm lit. cut off his drinking Tony's lit. It's Michigan-Ohio State weekend. We're about to talk UFC 205. It's a we great gotta, fight. We got to get UFC going before Tony like really ties one on. I can already see it coming. <laughs> Seriously, because Tony's getting out of control already. So, hey, I'm just preparing myself to either celebrate big or drown my sorrows big. Tony, it's 11 and you have a glass full. Drown my sorrows okay. big. There's that, very that few rules that so live by, and one of them is unless you're tailgating, not just before, you have to be at the tailgate, you don't drink liquor before noon on any day. Okay. And Drowning, Tony's breaking the golden rule right now. I actually my dig sorrows it. I dig big. It. That sounds permanent. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so the UFC I'm not going to the shed. Tony, stifle, or I'm going to shut your mic off. Well, no shit. Tony, no uh, shit. Do you think so? <laughs> UFC 205 was a great card, man. Every fight, I literally was on the edge of my seat for every oh, fight, boy. whether it be the Polish chicks, McGregor just handling Diaz in the main event, Romero. Alvarez. 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 Romero really impressed me, even though I fucking despise him. Um, Wonder Boy, man. He, Wonder Boy was a resilient motherfucker. I mean, you can take any, any route you, you want to go. All those fights were good. I guess we can... Um, Say maybe we'll start with the, with the favorite match and why and how it went down. Mine was um, definitely um, definitely the uh, a, a Wonder Boy versus um, Woodley Woodley fight Tyrone Woodley, and I just thought that Wonder Boy man, uh, you just getting out of that guillotine against all that adversity and just you you could tell man if they had six rounds seven rounds he was going to win that fight. That whole thing was insane man. They're about to walk off the octagon they're, and they're calling him back. And it was a yeah unanimous We draw. don't have to go around the table. I actually agree with no, you. That's it was my a favorite majority fight draw. too. Majority draw. Majority draw and it man it just well, Woodley had a more big moments but Wonderboy was consistent and he was he was landing some good kicks and he was in that fifth round man he was bouncing around despite that fourth round and the fifth round he just came out like nothing happened yeah, there was really only two times during that fight where he looked like he was about to lose yeah other than that round, he, he was kind of landing some good precision some strikes you know what i mean yeah the first yeah, round was the ground and pound two judges had woodley him winning whole, three of the rounds yeah, yeah exactly so the first round woodley did what he should in the whole fight he took him down grounded him out and he was doing nothing from his back he's a karate guy but the second third round Fourth round, he got into huge trouble, which I thought was awesome. The adversity should count for a little bit in the judge's eyes. And that fifth round, man, like I said, it, it well, was like I the mean, fourth round never occurred. He was bouncing around, picking them I apart. Mean, if they look at it like a wrestling match, you know, you get two points for takedown, one yeah. point for escape. So, I mean, if you escape, you should get a little credit, not as much as not the, as much, the, not as much. But you, he ended you the round on top, though, beating on him. And then the yeah. fifth round, it was like the fourth. Like I said, the fourth round never even occurred. He was popping around like a kangaroo and kicking him in the stomach. Yeah, he's and got some good coaches because they made a, he didn't get his caught. It was his dad. It's his dad that was his coach? dad in his corner, which Damn. is pretty tribal. It's like Ryan McCarthy. And he's a, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, I'd be against the nepotism on your dad coach, but he's a damn good coach well, because he I threw mean, that kick and dad, got caught. His dad owns a karate school down in South Carolina. His dad's been his coach his entire life. He does his ca- training That's camps. Creepy. It is creepy. He does his training camps uh, with at home with his mom cooking his eggs. No, up in uh, does he do his laundry too. Up in New York with Weidman's team, you know Mark Henry and all them. Yeah, so I actually like, don't know who Mark Henry is, but continue. I'm I'm saying Chris Weidman, Weidman's coach. Which that's one thing is he worked a lot with Weidman on takedown defense for this fight, which I think that really helped him. And also, yeah. just a fun note on the contrary, I just want to give a shout out to especially because upcoming fights, 
Woodley brought in Super Sage Northcut, one of my boys, and uh, for just for the karate purposes. By boy, he means one of his man crushes. Yeah, Super Sage came in to help Woodley against uh, defend. I like him on two hundred five. We all know. We all know DC's out of two hundred six. Yeah, DC's out of 206 against Johnson. I That's, mean, I'm Rashad's out of 206 against Tim Kennedy. I want to see Tim Kennedy fight, man. Yeah. I've become a huge Tim, fan of his over yeah, the last few weeks, me, man. Me too, man. Ever since I listened to that guy on uh, multiple podcasts. Me too. I've been I listening just, to him. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just a big fan of him as a man and, and a person. And a Republican. Uh, obvi- obviously, obviously as, as a you know a fellow, fellow military member. Uh, He's a great guy. You, you know, you, you got you to gotta love your fellow boys. Dude, um, Tim Kennedy's a straight badass. His whole attitude about fighting and stuff, he's like, he, I, I bet you heard this podcast. He's on there, and he's like, you know, I just like I think about you uh, to my disadvantage. I don't get that anxiety going to the ring. I just go in there like a sport. And he's like, I can tell you what color shirt the judge is wearing. Like his awareness of being in there from a special forces training. He's like, I can tell you what the guy in the front. I know where Dana's at all the time. So while he's fighting, he could call out what people are wearing, and he's just so aware of his surroundings. And he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Man. So we have we have something called a Kim's game, right? And yeah. So you, basically, what you do is you lay down a poncho. And, and you put on, say, like 10 random items, right? You know, and you go and look at it. You get like one to two minutes, usually usually about two minutes. And you just look. You can't write anything down. You can't say anything. You can't talk. You look at everything on that uh, on that tarp. And then, uh, say, like, you know, eight to 12 hours later, you got to come back and write everything down you saw. That's fucking that, that's, that's a That's a drill we run normally. Uh, him, he's, he's, a, he's a lot more advanced than, than I've ever been or anything right. I've ever done. So... He, he probably he's probably done much more advanced Kim's games. Yeah, or, or there's something uh like there's something else they so. do that I read somewhere. It's how they train to have like I don't know if it's photographic or photogenic, whichever you call it. To train themselves, you sit in a completely dark room with a light, and you take like a card with just a slit over it that will like leave like one line of text or like a couple words, however much. I'm sure at the beginning it's like a couple words. What you do is you flick the light on for a certain amount of seconds, and you flick it off, and you flick it on, and you flick, so it, it's almost you are taking a picture and you know, flash the camera. So when you recall it. You really recall that line of text. So, like, when these guys are out there, I mean, we're going way off time from the UFC, but they had to see, read a map real well, quick. Well, you're making yeah. a good point because it, it brings me back. That's a good – it brings me back to Tim Kennedy because once I found out about him, and I was like you, I'm listening to this podcast, I'm doing this thing, and he also – because Romero fought on this card, and I just said I despise him, and here's why. And we'll talk about it. I want to get Tony's take especially on it too. But So, Tim Kennedy fought Romero, almost ended him in the second round. I watched the whole fight. It was a good fight. And uh, that damn fucking Cuban Romero, despite his great talent, he was a silver medalist wrestler, real good, but he's a shady motherfucker with that st- the stool thing. And if people don't know, what he'll do is he'll soak himself with water, he'll, put, he'll have his corner put too much Vaseline over his face, pretend like he doesn't understand English and the rules of the sport, and buy himself an extra minute between rounds. In the Tim Kennedy fight, he did just that. And well, Tim no, Kennedy in the Tim Kennedy his, fight, what happened what? was... That's exactly what happened, what I just said. No, the tape on his hand, one of his cornermen ripped part of it off. Well, that makes it even worse. But th- so the then they had to like have the commission come in and cut off the tape that was hanging off of his glove. Well, that makes it even worse. I didn't know that part. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was it was obviously a deliberate. It was so controversial to take t- more time between rounds because he because pulled he, something in this fight where he took more time yeah, even yeah, here. In this that. fight, what they he did was they put in water. Yeah, they soaked himself. He soaked. The cornerman goes to get out of the cage, and the guy reaches over the fence and dumps a bottle of water over his head. Buying him more time. So Tim Kennedy puts the UFC has got to get your hands on this, guys. Like as yeah, like just that, like, you guys are way more into it than I am, but as like, just a fan, you that kind of shit's gonna it. turn me off. You yeah. gotta go watch the well, fight because I, mean, I didn't understand what's going on. I just knew he was buying time, and it's a cheap move. But this kind of fucking well, pisses me off right the, now in this moment. Here's down. the shitty part about the Tim I'm Kennedy. trying. Here's the shitty part about the Tim Kennedy fight was that so the referee goes over there and waits for the doctor to come in 
And Tim Kennedy thinks the fight's over because the doctor. It should have been a TKO. Because the doctor's coming in the ring after he just whooped that guy's ass for the last two minutes of the previous round. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Everyone and started screaming. So Tim Kennedy thinks that, oh, man, this fight's over. And he just kind of, like, starts celebrating in the ring. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. We because just need a doctor to come in and cut off this tape. You're not saying the main point, though. So it should have been a TKO. That should be yeah. a TKO. I mean, he ended him in the second round. Literally, was putting him to sleep. was saved by the bell, asleep against the cage. And he sat down, and when it was time to step up, he didn't. That is a TKO. That's the point Kennedy made. Yeah, he let his yeah, guard down a little bit, and he finished him in the third. It was bullshit. Yeah, and, and then he pulled it, the same then, shit at 205 yeah, just last Saturday. I mean, here's the thing. He's a Maryland's big, muscular up. dude who's been busted for using steroids, so we know yep. how he got some of that muscle. But here's the problem. He doesn't have the stamina to feed those muscles with oxygen, so he finds ways to fucking get more time between rounds He's a to recover when he gets beaten and also to... Because he doesn't have the gas tank to actually go, so uh, he cheats not three, only five in the minute ring. rounds with a minute in between rounds. <laughs> he it cheats was in the ring, and he uses well at least Bisbee drugs. gave him the double bird. Then I didn't know all this. Gra- I mean, I I, Bisbee kicks his ass. I lost twenty bucks on. Yeah, uh, no, Lyman, that was pretty so. funny. Bisbee was flipping him off from up in the. the Bisbee should have whipped his dick out of his fly and swung it at him, man. <laughs> I, I bet you Bisbee had a nice buzz going on for sure. Yeah, Bisbee was definitely. Bisbee's just loving his time as a champion. I hope he kicks his ass. I I mean, I'm not a Bisbee fan, but I really do want to see Bisbee kick his ass. I hope Bisbee beats the shit out of him. Become a Bisping fan. I kind of have to because I mean, he's one of those guys who he's been at it for ten years. Dude, he has to like inject fluid into his eye or some ridiculous crap like that. Oh yeah, his one eye, like his retina, is completely fucked. So they just have like oil in his eye. That's why. Yeah, but you you no more, no more head contact than NFL. But this guy has a put. Fluid his eyes so it doesn't collapse on him. Oh, yeah. go out there and fight and get punched in. We don't give a shit. Well, he's the world champ, man. It's going to be good. But uh, I, did, I don't like... Go ahead. I'll let you go. I just said I don't like Weidman that much either. I wanted to see Weidman kick Romero's ass, and he almost he almost beat him. Uh, so we got a new United. We don't like Romero. So I didn't mean to cut table. you off, Joe. Go ahead. Joe, no, I was say, say speaking of strikes to the head, uh, my, my personal favorite fight was just the McGregor one, man. I mean, that, that dude... Was awesome. God, that that was dude awesome. is fucking surgical. I mean, that was, that was, that was some of the most, like, just... Pin, I haven't seen that kind of pinpoint shit since we were watching Anderson Silva back in college. Every shot. I don't think Alvarez was even in his... Uh, I think it's been proved that JDS, after his last fight, like he just can't make 105, and that's how Alvarez beat him. I don't think Alvarez is even in not, Connor's it's class. It's not JDS. You mean uh, RDA? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rafael Stosanos. Sorry, but yeah, yeah, I think... JDS is what, Junior Dos Santos. Diaz and him. What did Diaz and him fight at last time? 170. 170, but then they fought it. Uh, they fought again. They fought both, both, both times were 170. Yeah. They're gonna do that at 155 for the belt. Like, I'm not saying that's where it's going, but that's there's where it should go. There's a lot of options because but. Diaz McGregor's Diaz might not be. I don't. I don't get how Diaz isn't like the number one contender when Alvarez holds the belt and he just he got tuned up. It, it literally like I'm not yeah, afraid of mitten when somebody's stronger than me, but it's classic fighting me like out there. You know yeah, what I mean? That, that it was, wasn't even was, close. That was bad. They weren't I in mean, the same. Just... One looked like an amateur. One looked like a pro. Want to know yeah. what a fight that I think would be fucking amazing? What, Tony? Woodley? Cowboy and McGregor. Uh, Cowboy, there's no. I that's not know, a big man. enough sell, man. Cowboy has a hard time Cerrone? getting to 155. I know. That's, that's and they do it at 170. It's just McGregor's going to get his ass beat. Right? Yeah. yeah. It'd be, he'd man, be down. I think McGregor would. He'd kick his ass. I think he'd dial him up, man. But if they do it at 170, he won't do it. I love I love Cerrone. I just, I just, I just think just... it would be a fucking bloodbath. Those oh, two yeah. would just fucking... It would it be would like be. some of Cerrone's early fights in the UFC. Well, no where shit. It would be no him and shit. another dude just but going out there, 
swinging teeing off on each other. I don't think he would touch Conor, man. I don't think he would touch him. I'm sorry. I mean, I, respect to what he's on. I know he's been on a good run as of late, but I don't think he's on Conor's level. Conor, I think Conor, at 170, Conor, he's dude. just too big. I think well, he's going to get what's, overpowered. What's scary is Conor McGregor came to the ring. Like, when he does, like, his, his like, wavy yeah. arm thing. I mean, The famous God, strut the, the, that everyone's the dude been just, doing. The dude just knew, man. The dude just he he was ready, and that yeah. that just so goes to show how good of a card it was. Because he wasn't he just strong when he got choked out by Diaz, though. You know what I mean? Well, like he's beatable, it, don't you? I like he, McGregor. I'm glad he beat beatable. Alvarez. He is beatable, but I, I think he I learned think there was a lot something to that. say about the short the short time he had to prepare for Diaz at that time. Yeah, and he learned and the weight. You you know he was if, a lot. If heavier. he fought like real one seventy pound people, he would get his ass. Like beat. you know, you saw how tired McGregor was in that in the second fight. But I think McGregor definitely put some weight on the second fight, and he game planned it much Dude, much better. McGregor said it and himself. He, and he and he two and he he knocked him down three times. No one's losing a fight when you got three knocked. To your point, yeah, you almost did. He got saved by the bell in that Jerry, fight. I'm trying to. You're you're saying all this negative stuff about McGregor. I'm trying to defend it. Okay, no, now let me let me back my statement up. So. You're saying all this stuff, negativity, what a surprise about McGregor. So anyways, that Diaz fight, he said it himself, it humbled him, okay? He was not in the right amount of shape. He was used to running through guys, so he spent a tremendous amount of money. He trained hard, and he said it was one of the best things that ever could have happened to him because he learned a lot. He became a great fighter. I think he'd do just fine at 170 because Diaz, even though he's mostly a 155 fighter, he has fought at 170, got ragdolled a little bit, but he's a 170 contender. And who, who are you to say it because he hasn't fought anybody else and what, every time people doubt Connor, like you're doing right now, besides that one choke up, which I just mentioned, he learned from is a great thing. He's proven everybody wrong. So uh, I, mean, I, I just I, don't get the shade. I, I agree don't with what you said. I, I really like don't. McGregor, and I, I agree with him getting humbled was probably a good thing. But why the shade? Why? I if just don't D- understand. Because you can't shine a pony. So somebody has to have. You guys are. Just, we can't just sit on that. So you're doing it. Oh, so you don't believe it. Okay. Is that what? So you don't that's somebody it? else. I just somebody has to give the counter opinion. Okay. So you, okay. Does, so you're man. doing it for commentary. That's all I was. Saying. I'm not doing it for commentary. Yeah, I think at 170, if he fought Tyrone Woodley, he would get tuned up. I don't think, think it would be close. I think it'd be a good. I think fight. him versus Cerrone. Cerrone would overpower him because Cerrone is way bigger than him. That's all you had to say. I, I think based on pure yeah, size, he's not big enough to compete at 170. I mean, yeah. When you get when you get a little higher up there, I mean, you're like, with, like with, Diaz with, hasn't done shit at 170. Willie's middleweight? No, he's... Uh, Wel- welterweight. welterweight. Oh, welterweight? And for yeah. the record, Connor was at 169.5, so walking into the though. cage, and Diaz was yeah. at 190 pounds, just just so you know that. McGregor would have to really put some weight on to... to yeah, it'd be a whole different Woodley. ball game, but he's... he's Woodley, Woodley's a different that. animal. So who do you guys think McGregor's fight next? It's so hard to say. I don't know, man. I want to see him He'll fight Diaz for the bout. I want to see him box. Do you bowling. think he is <laughs> fighting again? Yes, he's going to fight again. He said if he doesn't get a share, he's out. Dude... That's just he was just saying that if you want a share, you have to pay for a share. You buy a share. You want a they share. They can give you shares. Like Wahlberg said, write a check. You gotta write a check if you want they shares. They can just give it to you. You know on uh, I just heard on Seinfeld. You can, you can, they're not gonna give him shares. Yeah, but he won't. I don't think he won't. I, I, I don't They don't want the fighters to own okay, part well, of it. It's easier it's easier to say what are the options than it is to be who do you think he's gonna fight. The options are obviously Woodley, if they're gonna let he's him got, do he's that. He's got two weight classes of yep. options right now. He's gotta surrender the forty five belt. I think he'll do that eventually. Get some media. You don't think he's going back to forty five? I think they'll get some media out of it and uh I think he'll have, end up giving the belt away and just being real cocky about it and well, be staying the light heavyweight champion. What about that uh Russian guy? Khabib. That's who oh, wants. yeah. Khabib, he does deserve that shot. Khabib says he's not fighting again until he fights Connor for the belt. He rescinded that. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Dana probably calls. Like, yeah, you have that attitude. I mean, he's already dealing with the monster that Connor gets to call shots. He's not going to let another person do it. Yeah. He let Connor do it with Aldo when he was coming up, and now every fighter thinks it's their way of getting there is, I'm only going to fight this person. It worked for Connor, and Dana sees the monster he created, and he's going to put all of them down 
before they happen. Now he's called yeah. him. Was like, yeah, then you're not fighting, bro. Yeah, that's the thing I wanted to say real quick about uh, about. He went dick dance on him. I wanted to say about Khabib though, because it, it is a fight that he wants and everyone wants to see. Um, as far as the Khabib thing goes, what do we got? Breaking news? Can I, I can't breaking news? Yeah, uh, well, Tom Herman in at Texas Houston's coach. Great, I'm making a good point about Khabib here. All right, you guys, freaking me out. <laughs> so. With Khabib, it was something we predicted uh, earlier on the show. At the same time, I'm, however, I'm not going to lie. Jockeys do creep the hell out of me. I'm, uh, I'm, stealing a point. <laughs> I'm stealing a point from a friend, but he made a good one. When Khabib did that, you're not Connor, and you, you, know, you got your short shelf life. When you give an ultimatum like that, you kind of lose respect uh, when you can't back it up, man. He's like, I'm not going to be fighting. I'm going to retire if I don't get the belt shot, which he's not going to get the shot probably, or at least not for a while, and he's not going to leave. So I lose respect for a guy when he does that. It's like a lot of the Trump supporters, actors and all of them said, oh, if Trump wins the election, I'm going to leave the country. How many of them did? I don't know the answer. I'm just saying none of them, none of them Zero. left. None of them left. Okay, yeah. When you, know you give an ultimatum and it's you don't back it up, you got to back can up. Can I give this as a possible scenario and tell me if you guys would like to see it? If I'm Dana White... I go Khabib versus Diaz underneath McGregor back down at 145 to defend that belt one last time, prove he still has it at 145. The winner of Khabib Diaz, saying Connor wins or even loses because still holds the lightweight belt, then fights Connor about four or five months down the road. It's not a bad take, but I just think that puts, sets Connor backwards because he's got to make that tough cut to 45 and then do something that he's I already just, proven he could do in 13 seconds well, and also, then go back to the, go back to the adjustment also, of 170. I don't think he wants to give up the belt. Do you think he's just okay with giving I up? I think he's to get some marketing out of it. He'll be the lightweight, light heavyweight, the light 155 champion, and then he'll try to what get do you two think, belts Joe? again and fight 170. I actually like Jerry's scenario there. It makes kind of sense. That Aldo fight ain't happening. See, I, think, I, w- I would like I, to see Diaz go up against uh, Khabib, man. That actually might be I think a, what Frank's saying fight. is way smarter than what I'm saying because I think McGregor would be a good fight, but what I think is McGregor's ego is so big, I personally don't think he wants to give up the 145 belt. And, and I don't think that that's a popular opinion. That's just my opinion on the thing i respect like, if i had two belts i would try to defend them both personally that's what i would do i can't defend them. i don't know where my he belt is from fight last everybody night everywhere though man you got to realize that you can only fight a couple times a year he's got a kid on the way now Aldo. you can't just go fight aldo to prove yeah. a point well, speaking of the kid on the let, way let tony go speaking of the kid on the way this is kind of ties in jerry's point as well dana white has said connor will not fight again until after his child is born in may so if you're thinking the child's born in May, he needs a little time for a camp and everything like that. You could easily oh. do like April time frame. Habib, Diaz, those two fight for the number one contendership at 155. I like that. Yeah, but and Diaz then, has said, and he's going to stick to it, that he's only doing, the only thing he's doing left in the ring is a McGregor Diaz 3. That's another, it goes back to my point about the ultimatum. Yeah. I think he might Until, change. Until, you know, you see a bunch of zeros at the end of a check. Yeah, I think yeah, Diaz is about the money. Diaz actually has a good point in it, though. Like, McGregor got to call his rematch, and now Diaz doesn't get to. Like, Diaz was like, fuck it, I'll do it again. Mostly because of the paycheck, because you know those guys were broke before Diaz. Oh, yeah. McGregor, it was funny. What did he get fined? Like, 300 grand or something? It's like, yeah, this is what most people make for, like, being the main event, and that's what I'm getting fined. Yeah, yeah no. I don't think it was three hundred grand. They're making huge. And we can, I think we can fights. all agree that with McGregor calling his shots, he has the personality to do it. Where most of these fighters are like socially inept from like fighting their whole lives, that like they can't do what McGregor does. Like it's easy to be like, oh yeah, you gotta get in there and call your shot. Like, McGregor has like a certain chutzpah about him that gets you behind him. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean it was like when Chael Sonnen was around. Like Chael Sonnen was like he's still around, baby Bellator. January <laughs> January 21st at the Forum live from Inglewood at 9 o'clock free on Spike. So we'll be there. 9 o'clock. I know Spike, that. But no, what I'm saying is like when Chael Sona kind of, you know, 
made all those waves in the UFC. Just he was that, disapproval, Joe. He was that guy who was trash talking like crazy, here, and he was trash talking in a way nobody had seen before. <laughs> and then you had Connor come out, and Connor's trash talking on another level, even beyond what Chael was doing. Yeah, but there's a, there's an art to it. Diaz is actually really good at the trash talk too. Like it's easiest for us to sit around and say, "Oh yeah, we'd be able to do that." But it's like hard to be like that quick and that witty and also be able to throw your fist faster than the speed of light, pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. so a rare. Most fighters are like, "Oh yeah, I go fight. We go do this. I lift weights. Uh-huh. Like I, I can talk shit all day. I can't fight." Also, all I know is there's there's a lot there's a lot coming, and I think it's gonna be some good shit going on in the UFC this this uh, in 2017. But uh, if if you boys don't mind, we're we're, we're starting to run short on time, and yeah, I, I do I do want to talk a little bit wings? about the Red yeah. Wings. Wings, my last you, place. Red Wings. So, we, so what about the Red Wings, Joe? So we have, we haven't had a chance to talk about the Red Wings. What much, is the word on the street, God, Joe? Man, it, the Red Wings. Wings are, blow. The wings Hot take. Let them go. Let the, wing, go. the Wings are in a, a real real tough spot, boys. Uh, yeah, I mean, before last night, they're they're sitting on the wrong side of five hundred. Um, Technically, they are still on the wrong side of five hundred, being ten, ten, and one. But uh, you know, they got they got an opportunity tonight. I'll be in the stands uh, against against Montreal. You're going? Um, yeah, I'll be You're there. Going to that game? Okay, yeah. good for you. Um, so you know, I'll, I'll be there. They got they got uh, probably the most serious fan watching them. So if they want to perform, they gotta be, win. If you're that, be that'd there. be nice. They that'd be nice win. if they could they could do me the favor. Um, no, but I I mean, I you know I, I was texting you guys recently about this. Uh, they they got they got to it's the same almost thing as last year. They got to figure out what they want to do here. You know they they either they either go all in for the playoff and, and start winning some some damn hockey games, or or they uh or they start making some trades and get rid of these dudes. Let the young guys come up and do their thing, and then go get a number one draft pick. You know what I mean? But the the, the problem is in Detroit right now is is they couldn't make the trades that I I was hoping they would be able to make for maybe a top a top flight defenseman because they aren't willing to unload certain assets. But I, if if you ask me. They they need to go into some some type of a rebuild. That this rebuild on the fly thing, they're not getting the top talent that some of these younger teams are. Some of these younger teams, you can just tell by their forwards and their defensemen. They're they're young, they're fresh, they're they're top five overall draft picks. I mean, you look at you look at. You know, I don't want to use go too far down to this example, but the Dallas Cowboys got a number four overall pick, and now looking at their ten and one. And Ezekiel is probably one of the best running. Backs yeah, but in the they've National been Football building League. through the draft and building up that offensive yeah, but line for a I'm, while. I'm just saying they had a, they had a shit season. Good. Went and got a top guy, and now this year that top guy is putting in the work for him. And so if the Red Wings would just have a shit season, go get a top guy, and then have him come into his rookie year and score the amount of goals that Austin. But Matthews. Joe, what about the playoff streak? Man, no. is it, I look hey, at it no. anymore, man. I look at it anymore. Is it really worth it just getting blown out in the first round? I think in times the last four damn years, man, we're just getting smacked around the first round by teams that drafted the top five overall draft picks. You have fucking Stamkos. uh, What's that other jackass that that Jonathan Druin came into the playoffs? Uh, Tyler Johnson. Well, Jonathan Druin was the number three overall pick. Yeah, Yeah. he comes in out of the minor league and lights us up in the first round, man. It's it's talent. It's good. We don't have it. They had 25 years like of greatness. I think the I think like I said like I said at the beginning of the season my prediction was it's over and I think no that's clear. No team's going to match that. No team is going to match that in the salary cap era. We were lucky to start it, you know, during the non-salary cap era to get those first, you know, what 10 or 15 years. But and then after salary cap era, yeah, but Ken we only Holland need a couple a more years so and we'll break the record. We're trying to make good points over yeah. here. 
It's. I mean, it's. It's true. I'm making it's the just, point. It is the hard. Management's making. It's hard when everything's going downhill. I agree with you because it's on the actual ride down. It sucks. It's what's happening to the Packers yeah. right now. They had seven good years. They've been playing seven straight years. They're not going to make just, it this year. It's just reality. And it blows. Reality's in your face, and you got to learn to deal with it. And listen, it's, I, I know why they're scary. Ken Holland, Ken Holland said it publicly. It's like a rebuild could take five years, but it could also take ten years. But I, I just think with our system, with our people in place in office, there's some good minds up there. We also wouldn't have made the fucking playoffs for 25 straight years. I don't think a rebuild could take that long. If if you have the same people up there and they just commit to a rebuild, I think we'll do what, a good job. I of honestly, think as a fan, are you ready to sit through if it does take ten years? Yes, I'm ready to sit through that. If, hey, it, if it means we've we gone can't. our whole adult, our whole life, our whole twenty five years, I'm okay with it. I'm I'm down for if it takes ten years, I'm down for. We've had twenty five years of great hack in the city. They've given and if I live for seventy five years, that's a third of my life that they made the playoffs. So let's that's rebuild. Ridiculous. That's the point we're making. That's what I'm with you. I'm just making sure Joe is down. No, no, yeah, this is what I'm saying. If it's a planned rebuild and we do it right i am fine to stand behind the red wings yeah, for doing that and instead of instead of just being in fucking denial and letting it happen and, and sitting there helpless and i can't do another eyes, first round knockout i can't do yeah. another first round thing i'd but rather i'm saying just either either shed and put a bullet in my brain <laughs> like what no, you're saying we're not going I'm to the shed we're I mean, so so, sometimes you that. just gotta regroup. Man. You gotta, you gotta get some more ammo. You gotta get some, you know, you gotta get some, some better fucking assets to go into the, you know, the season with. We, we can't. We're not gonna compete. It's either we, we rebuild or compete for the damn title. We're not competing for a title. We're making the playoffs. We're chasing after a silly, a silly little record or whatever it is, the playoff streak. That's what I think. I'd also like to point out that with thirty teams in the leagues. With uh, 16 teams making it, over half the league makes the playoffs. It's not like the NFL where it's 12 out of 32. Well, the playoffs let's aren't Let's not disparage what 25 years has done. It's still tough. No, 20, the, that streak is... With, a, with the, Cubs. The chances with, of it are astronomical. If you had that up some kind of prop bet in Vegas that the Wings would make the playoffs 25 straight years, your odds would have literally been like a million to one. Yeah, and, they, yeah. and we got championships along the way. But like, like to Joe's point, but it's time. Four. We see you, Tony. But but I, I, want, I want banners. I don't, I don't want this... this these, these numbers, like you know, before twenty five, you know, in the middle of the, the middle of the ring of Detroit, like yeah, fuck no, that. man, hockey town. Put another banner up there. Hey, the hey, last thing I'm gonna say, town. I, the last thing I'm gonna say in the Red Wings in this show, and then Tony, go ahead. Is uh, I have had a red flag in my head ever since Ken Holland came out and issued that statement and said, "Oh, if you're around, if you expect championships, you're you're in the wrong business." It's like, dude, that's how we were raised. Okay, yeah. that's how we were raised, man. So you build the, the standard. Hell you now you got to live up to it. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. go ahead, Tony. That's the last thing I'm going to say. Red flag. I'm with you with the rebuild. I'm ready to sit there if we do it the right way. I well, we're not going to the shed. And we're not going to the no, shed. No, we're not going to the shed. Way. We're going after Nolan Patrick. There we go. That's Tony, finish your thoughts. We got to pay bills. We got some business to attend to later. Yep. And I got to try and edit this before the game starts. But uh, yeah, no. So what I was going to say is I think the front office, I think their thing is, they're looking at like Zetterberg, Cronwall, these really long-term deals, and they're going. We got like four more years left on the deals with these guys, so we're gonna have them around. We're gonna be a mediocre team. We're gonna sneak into the playoffs, send them to the shed, get blown out in the first round, but we'll set the we'll set the new record for the streak. We'll set that new record, and then Larkin will be coming into his prime, and then that's when we'll build around him. And do the rebuild then after we've already set the record. I yeah. think it's just pure laziness. I, I see. I see what you're saying, Tony, and I, 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 I really, I think that's what they're doing. So I'm going to agree with you because I think that's what they're going. Do I think that's what they should do? No. Yeah, we're going. I don't think should. that's what they should yeah. do. With it. I'm just saying. Yeah, I no, think no, that's Tony, what Tony. I think you're honestly. I think Tony's <laughs> dead on with it because if you think about the contract situation with Cronwell and Zerberg, the problem is, is God, they, they just. It, it was bad luck with Cronwall. 
is is bad luck with Franz and Franz and with the the head injuries and stuff. I don't think if Franz never has any of those concussions, man, he's still he's still playing strong. Cromwell played pretty good last and, night. And Cromwell Cromwell played good last night. He played good last okay, night. Okay, I, I mean I was I was yeah. I was always family, good. but um, but Cromwell, I mean he's still playing with a painful knee. Like his knee is never gonna be the same. Yeah, Erickson's hip is and Erickson's hip is never gonna be the shot. same. Zetterberg's back is shot. We're, we're, we're playing. We're playing with uh, Zetterberg sucks. Now. We're playing with. Was Zetterberg got two assists last night? Yeah. The one thing is in so, hockey. So slow. Hockey more than other sports. We, we just stumped each other. Like He's, I was like Cronwall, and you're like, oh, Cronwall play good. But hey, Zetterberg, oh, Zetterberg got two assists though. But can <laughs> you admit like, that the, the, it's so tough to watch Zetterberg slow down? Yeah, man. he is so he, slow. He, he is a lot he, slower. I, yeah, I mean, he, they're he both is, guys who I will say have definitely lost a step. Yeah. He's lost a couple. And man. a lot of it's but the, Zetter, the injuries been, are taking their toll now. Zetterberg has been playing pretty savvy, though. He's late. smart. He's smart. Yeah. He'll never lose his, his IQ. He's, but. A good, he's a good captain. I think I think we've seen Zetterberg change <laughs> because... Yeah, fuck him. I think, I think people don't really realize the responsibilities that captain in the NHL carries. Is this because you're a um, captain in the core? No, 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 no. No, no I mean... Is this because you have a signed Zetterberg stick and you want us to like him still? No, no, no. No, no. God. No, Zetterberg is because you're out of the four, number forty no, LRG I'm saying, or whatever. I'm saying, Are no. you a Winnipeg Jets fan now? No, oh I'm, okay, God. go ahead, go ahead. No, Zetterberg, Zetterberg has definitely lost a step. He's lost a couple steps. Uh, you know, he's he's a lot slower than he used to be. You know, he's not holding up as well as he used to. Um, Why don't you move to Chicago? <laughs> what? Jesus. I'm sticking up for the Red Wings. <laughs> <laughs> We're having, so, uh, having fun. No, I'm so, the only I mean, one drinking, he, and this is going he, to a shit uh, show. You know, Z, Z lost a, a couple steps, and then uh, and on top of that, he's got the responsibility of, of being a captain, and not many people can handle like like Stevie Y and Lidstrom did. Those two guys were freaks in nature. Um, so you know, a couple of the best players ever in their positions. Um, you know, I think Eisman just in general is, a, is a, he's an amazing leader, and then, you know, Lidstrom was wasn't much of a talker, but I think I think Zetterberg, you know, the, the guy he is, and the, and the the things he does, you know, back in Sweden in the United States, um, he's taken on a lot of responsibility to be a good captain. Um, but with that, you know, he, he wasn't, I don't it's think the he, end wasn't, of an era, yeah, man. He, he wasn't as talented as Eisenman and Lidstrom. So I think, I think that's where he kind of struggles. And being a, being a captain, you have to, you're the spokesman for the team to the coach, right? And then you're also the spokesman for the coach to the referees. And, and, and you know, you have a lot of responsibilities besides just playing hockey. You're also the, the face of that franchise. You're the face of that team, so in the community. And Zetterberg does more. care about that upkeep on that face. I heard. I heard he's always standing. Well, in the he does like a fashion model thing on the side. That's a whole other but, story. But I mean, yeah. he, you know, he does a lot of charities with his wife in the Detroit area and things like that. You know, I mean, you, you, you're, you've got to be Listen a responsible, clean face for the team. I mean, how's that gonna? All right, all right. Cool. I see your point. Great. Great. I'm, I'm, I'm he's a saying, good captain. I'm just saying, there's, there's a lot. There's None a lot of that stuff is gonna make him faster. I, I think. I think. No, it's not. <laughs> But there's there's a lot of things I don't think people realize what a, what a captain I, of a of a hockey. Team. Yeah, that's great, but it's not bringing a title. Yeah, but, I would rather he's at the titty bar every night and scores fifty goals than has some charity. And, how many, and how many and how many cups does Alex Ovechkin have? Yeah, that's a good that's point. my response to that one. Okay, so <laughs> who would you take right now, Ovechkin or Zetterberg? Joe, I hope you. Have I'll a good take time. Ovechkin. Oh, that's my response to that. Boom, roasted over game time. I no. hope you. Uh, I hope you have a good time got a cup. He's got a They're gonna, I hope they win for you while you're in town. That'd be a good way to end your yeah, trip. Yeah, that'd be I awesome, be man. Nice. It's probably my last one at the Joe for forever. You're finding a way to um, finding a way to squeeze a lot into the short trip, man. You're doing all over the place. I know, man. It's it's been tight. I, I haven't really left the. Uh, I haven't really left the block though. You know, I mean, I went over. The, you know, I mean, I <laughs> yeah. crossed the street for like Down ten minutes street, to say hi to Tony. You know, like for show, man. That's gonna be a good time. All right, now I think we should pay some bills. It's getting close to game time. We got to do some editing. I think it was a great show, boys. Can we clarify? I'm pretty sure a Buckeye isn't a nut. On a side note, isn't that a weird thing? 
No, it. It's we have not. a great show, and then you end with some weird comment like that. You've, you always find a way. I don't know what a Buckeye is. <laughs> we gotta get it's you a little a stupid Ohio State. We gotta get flag. him a pacifier. Oh, I wish I like, like Don King. Have Tony, there, you wanna say it with me? Oh, wait. No, we're waiting. No one's. Oh, H. Fuck you. Okay, so All right, Tony, why don't you pay some bills? Shut the mic off, Gerard. And uh, RSF, what a good Uncle show. Uncle Urban's coming for you. Come on. All right. The team down south. I love, you. I love you guys. Great show. I love you guys. Tony, pay the bills. <laughs> All right. So, as always, you can find us on Facebook.com. At Facebook dot, or you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com dot slash Revolution. Catching up to you there, Tony. Yeah, I actually need a little bit more whiskey. My glass is getting empty. But so it's Facebook.com slash Revolutionary Sports Front. Twitter.com slash RSF Podcast. Dickdance.com. Dickdance.com has no affiliation with this show if it isn't even a real thing. Jerry just loves saying it. Dickdance.com. Probably. (laughs) There's no water in that whiskey, you fucking liar. There's a splash of water in it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, and then you can email us directly at RevolutionarySportsFront at gmail.com. And you can find the show at RevolutionarySportsFront.com. And we're out, so thanks for listening, downloading, and subscribing. I'm not going to shed and put a bullet in my brain like what you're saying. I'm not going to do it. So I'm not doing it yet. I'm not doing it yet. And thank you for being a part of the sports revolution. Adios, amigo!